to the new segment of the podcast. <laughs> Diagnosing Lauren. <laughs> Let's go home. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to Wild Till 9. Today we have a guest who is currently snoozing, and I think he might be out of frame, so when you hear little snorts No, 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 it won't be out of frame. Everyone's gonna be watching this on their Apple Vision. Oh, so just, oh perfect. So just look down. Right. Yeah, 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 and you'll or be able to see him. pinch the screen and move around until you can see. I'm sorry, pinch the what? Pinch the screen? You mean pinch the air. The air, the air. Oh my God, yeah. oh my God. Jeremy, we just, we just uh, went immediately from watching the, what does it stand for? What is WWDC? A Worldwide Developer Conference? Is that what it is? Pretty sure, let's see. That, that seems like an acronym that I should I'm know. I'm so glad that we're a tech podcast. This so is so welcome exciting. back to Waltz 9, the tech <laughs> podcast. You've all been waiting for it. Yeah, Worldwide Developers Conference. Developers Conference. Kind of, um, presumptuous to just call their event the Worldwide Developers Conference. Uh, is, it, is it not an, is it an Apple only event? Yes. Right, why don't they just call it like Apple Day? Oh, they should call it the Orchard. Going to, going to bits and bites at the Orchard. I think that maybe Grab you Grab a stay. bite at the orchard. I think maybe you should stay on the tech side and not the branding side. But, what do you think? Um, Why? So today they just rolled out the goggles it's like goggles. It's like, it's like Apple smell, okay, smell vision. <laughs> What's it called? Apple no. Apple Vision? Vision. Provision? Uh Provision. Let's Apple see. I don't know. This it came out minutes ago. And, and I know that everyone comes to this podcast to hear about the latest Apple news. So you're welcome. Uh Apple unveils Vision Pro. Vision augmented Pro. reality headset. I don't know. Is it is it Black Mirror? Do you uh, want it? It's also like thirty five hundred dollars. It's expensive. Yeah, but compared to the $10,000 computer that they also released- That's true. That it took me seven seconds to order. Did you order really. it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the $10,000 one? Yes. Oh my God. I don't think anyone realizes just how cumbersome it is yeah. to have these 100 minute 4K files so every wait, week. So wait, do you want the goggles? Okay. I'm actually, do you want to talk about the, do you, really want, to, you want to know? Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Sc I'm scared as shit of the goggles. So yeah, scary. it's so scary. I think it's really scary. Well, okay, why are you scared? I think it's scary because I think we already live in, and by we, I mean me, but I do feel as if a lot of people do relate to this. Just like, I live in a state of constant anxiety okay. and I just feel like, I don't know. So I, you were born after the year 1990 and live in America. Right, and so I'm just living in a constant state of anxiety and stress and panic. But I, I don't know, I just think it's it's one more thing to make us out of touch with reality, I guess. Okay. In, in a weird, I don't know, I don't know. I just like, I feel the most grounded 
personally, when I go into the real world, I guess, and okay. not, not necessarily yeah. having social experiences, but just like doing physical things with like my regular senses, interacting with the world, doing regular yeah. things, like the way the body was like made to do it. Or at least has done it for the last or few has, millennia. Or has done it, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so like, I don't know, I, it, it makes me nervous that it'll just create, you know what it is, it's isolation. That's what it makes me nervous for. It makes me nervous right. that people are going to isolate themselves more than we already are in a world where technology is so advanced already. I, okay. I think one, I think your take is very similar to mine. Mm -hmm. I think I just, I'm in, I've had a lot of time to think about this since it's been announced 14 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, so this is, this is well thought out. And uh -huh. if anyone references this in 20 years, that's totally acceptable. Right, right. Um, I, my biggest fear is porn. Oh, yes, and this too. And we touched on this a little bit two episodes ago, the episode before we oh, had we Michelle. Uh, well, like we, we briefly touched on it about oh. how like there's like the percentage of single men who are just not dating. Uh, let's, let's, okay, let's pull this exact uh, uh, fact up. Let's, let's, let's not paraphrase this one, but this is, I, I'm with you. This is, this is the thing that like scares me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the percentage of guys who are single now yeah. and like not interested in going out into the world and yeah. dating is so unbelievably high. And we've listened to other podcasts about this as well too and read articles yeah. about how just that like, if they're getting their needs met via- uh, Okay, but like- An needs, AI partner and like now needs a- needs met in a different way than it's ever been quote unquote met before. And right. also are they being met or or is, are, are they getting, are they getting a short-term like dopamine hit? Right, that's that is, enough. That's disguising yeah. what they actually want. Right. I have the number. Yeah, okay, let's what do is it. it. So 63% of men <laughs> under 30 are electively single. Yes, 63%. That's crazy. Where only 34% of women. Okay. Wow. And, and is like, since is, is there like a, a, a stat from five, 10, 20 years ago to compare it to? Or? Sure. So from four years ago. Yep. It was fifty one percent. So it's oh, wow, that's a big jump. Point. Yeah, that's a big jump. And is this in America or, or global? This is in America. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh man, see that shit's so scary. Cause I just think it's like, okay, if you've got what was that movie where that guy fell in love with his AI partner? Oh, um, um uh, it was Anna de Armas, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was me. That was me before her. I met you. Her, her, her. Yes. it's called her. Yeah, it's like, okay, so you pair that with yeah. now VR porn where you well, put your little goggles on and you can just like go do, like, okay, I, I think of like Lil Dicky taking his Fuck Me Silly 3 uh, paired with like these VR goggles now. And it's like socially awkward guys who- If you, I mean, if you're not in tune with several things that are very, very relevant right now, what you just said. The fuck me silly yeah. three. It's like Lil Dicky <laughs> when he's with his fuck me silly three and he's got, I'm like, oh my God. Sure, can you pull up a picture of the fuck me silly yeah, three? Yeah, we, we do need a, a picture of so, the fuck me silly three. Yeah, in the show Dave, I'm not which entirely is sure this Lil is gonna Dickie. be something that actually makes the cut because that might get us completely demonetized, but yes, keep going. Uh, oh, will it not? But we'll find out. Okay. Um, in the show Dave, uh, Lil Dicky has a sex doll which is wildly realistic that he spends thousands of dollars on and it's called the Fuck Me Silly and this is model three. So it's the Fuck Me Silly three is what it is. And by the way, just out of, out of curiosity, how do you feel about the Fuck Me, Fuck Me Silly three branding? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, it's so scary. So that's the Fuck Me Silly three. And then in the new season, he actually has the full, it's the full person with like a wig yeah. and face and stuff. And it's fucking terrifying. It's, yeah. So, terrifying. Okay, okay, but let's, let's, let's roll it back. Okay. Why do you think that number is increasing? 
I think that Wait, based off your well-founded research, right? Based off my research yeah, yeah. and the amount A-B of time testing, that I spend surveying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I just think that dating is because I've also seen TikToks where people, as I see TikTok, where guys will go out onto the street and ask girls like, "How much do you want your partner to be making yeah. in salary-wise?" Yeah. And girls are saying a super high number, and yeah. so like I think single guys who hear stuff like that, they are scared to date, or they're socially awkward, or they yeah. don't know how to approach just like the dating scene in general, or you know, there's so many reasons why it's daunting to go out there and start dating or go on dates, and so I think that paired with an alternative that is low stakes and low pressure and accessible, getting more and more accessible every single day. I think that like, if a guy, I don't know, cause I, I think I'm sure there's a stat that goes along with this too, but like guys being in solitude, I'm sure is so much more prevalent than women because I think that women a lot of the times conventionally lean into relationships of all different types, right? So it's like their friendships um, hold a lot of value where like a lot of guys can live in solitude. And yeah. I mean, I've seen you do it over the last like four years, right? As yeah. we dated is that like, you are so much more comfortable in solitude than I am. Like I love having, like, I love being social and not that you don't, but like you're more comfortable in solitude. Uh, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I, you say that, but I feel like before we met, that would not have been something that anybody like would have said about me. Yeah. Cause I didn't stay by myself all that often. But like, if you feel like your social needs are being met through our relationship and when we hang out with like other couples and you you don't seek other social outings with like friends or whatever, right. I, I think that just like, I think women tend to lean into like a lot of different types of relationships, yeah. whether they have, you know what I mean? Friendships and uh, romantic relationships. Well, I also think that there's a level of, of and obviously this is different, but in my experience, it's been, I think easier for, guys and mm-hmm. the guys that I worked with specifically mm-hmm. to fuck around more at work and have more social fun. And feel fulfilled. And feel fulfilled, but even so like, cause I, I started my career, I feel like for the first five, six, seven, eight years, I worked for a lot of women. Like my boss and their boss were women and they were, they were busy getting shit done and working hard and doing a lot of the, the things that you would assume that executive would. And I feel like a lot of the dudes got a pass to fuck around a mm-hmm. little bit more. And whether it's fair or not, not what I'm arguing. But I think that was like, oh, okay, that kind of itched like the the social dopamine hit that we needed. Right, right. And we went home, we can kind of relax. And now I think with COVID and with also like just the internet, rightfully in a lot of ways saying like men ain't shit. I think a lot of it's just like the, the guys who hear that and go, maybe I'm not shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. I should wait to make more money. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I, you know what, great. I, I'll start dating when I've got these three things figured out. Right. And until then I won't do it. And because uh, I'm a horny 27 year old, mm-hmm. I'll just go look at porn mm-hmm. when I want to feel fulfilled sexually, mm-hmm. they get into this, like I think self-fulfilling prophecy. 100%. And I think it's continuing to do that. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's good. No, like, I don't think so at all. I think the, the narrative needs to be, some men aren't shit. And if you'd like to not be that person, mm-hmm. you need to go prove it otherwise. Yeah, right. I think also too, because like relationships are hard. Like they really are. Yeah. Like relationships are hard. I mean, and, ours is perfect, but I, like- Obviously. Yeah, but everybody I, else is at home. <laughs> Relationships are hard and they're work and it's effort and you have to actively foster like the health of a relationship. And so it's like, if someone isn't necessarily a hundred percent committed to that and they don't, you know, they don't think they're emotionally or financially ready for that, whatever the reason is. Like, I think like the standards are just getting higher and more men are electing to be single for whatever reason it is. And 
I don't know. I think I think it's it's I think people are choosing to stay single because it seems easier. I, I think whether people are choosing to stay single or whether or, or people are fearful of defeat or embarrassment. For sure. If they tried to do something about it. Right, right. That's what I mean, like yeah. low stakes, low pressure. It's yeah. like, if you are watching porn and jacking off, like there's, there's, you might feel embarrassed and shitty about yourself afterwards, but that's only within yourself and not in front of someone else. Right, but also like- The fuck I, me silly is not gonna chirp you after. Right, but like, I think like about myself like growing up with a single mother who obviously had never been a dude nor had she ever been a guy or, or I guess like had any experience going and like making the first move to talk to a woman. Mm -hmm. But I remember her being pretty, I think, uh, supportive of like the idea that eventually I'm gonna like girls. And when I do like girls, it's gonna be important for me to uh, be a gentleman. And being a gentleman doesn't mean just like waiting for them to bring up the idea to go on a date, but it right. also means to like be cognizant of the way that you, it's like, there's a lot of layers to it. There's so much social etiquette around it. But it's like, I think if you rewind 190, 80, 70 years, mm -hmm. it was like the men are supposed to go up and say, hey, Cheryl, you off, you look awful swell. Yeah, it, may you, I court you? Exactly. And like <laughs> the women were supposed to sit there and wait and men were supposed to make the first move mm -hmm. and women were supposed to respect the thing that was offered to them. And like, right. that's obviously got its problems. But on the flip side, it's like when no one is supposed to make the first move or anyone can make the first move. Right, 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 right. And there's so many different levels of just like uh, social ineptitude mm -hmm. going on in the world. I think it makes it even harder. And what's funny is I, uh, going back to my nerdy roots, uh, my newest favorite uh, YouTuber is this guy who's self-proclaimed self autistic millionaire. Mm -hmm. And he was a, a, an engineer at Windows back in like the 80s and 90s working on literally Windows 95. And he's like, I didn't know I was autistic till I was like retired. Oh my God. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. He's like, but I can tell you right now that I- when you, I, you should just download TikTok because TikTok will tell you you're autistic every single day. Well, he day. wrote the book, uh, like talking about being an autistic millionaire right. now. And so like his whole entire thing is like talking about how he went through his career and he'd get a phone call. And he, he was such a talented developer. He'd be able to talk to his boss and say, hey, I don't want to do phone calls. Like mm -hmm. I, I don't want to do phone calls. Mm -hmm. I have a really hard time figuring out whether it's my turn to speak, whether it's their turn to speak. Interesting. Like things like yeah. I don't struggle with. Right. As they say to Lauren often, you'll never have to wonder how my Jeremy perspective <laughs> or how I'm feeling about a situation. Cause I'll tell you, and if there's a, a blank space, I'll probably fill it. <laughs> and it's like, that's that's not the case for everybody. No, not and at all. For that guy yeah. who's, I, I, who says he is married and has kids now, in a world where today, I feel mm -hmm. like you have to be much more actively thinking about the way that you're saying things. And navigating. Yeah. I think also too, because anyone can go viral on social media now. Like I think about the people, like the regular ass everyday people who make story times and humiliate like an ex yeah. or like a dating story or a date gone wrong. Like I think about how scary that would be to like yeah. have that looming over you and every date that you went on. Like that's also really scary as well too. Right. So like, I think there's so many factors that make everything about dating really daunting. Yeah. And that's why you can't leave me. <laughs> I can't go back out there. Don't send me back out there, please. That's not why I can't leave you. It's because you please. can't turn the TV on if I leave you. That's also why I can't go back out there. It's yeah. because I can't turn any of the yeah. lights on. Yeah. And I can't figure out how to open the garage door. <laughs> okay, but now, okay. So th those are some of the reasons why I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. Yeah, and I yeah, also just yeah. think that in general, the, the thought of like VR, mm -hmm is very different than AR, like mm -hmm. virtual reality versus augmented reality. This is, I think, augmented reality. Right. It's like, 
it's not supposed to remove everything that's in front of you. It's supposed to put a layer on top of it. So it's like, as opposed to looking at a- So you're saying that I'm gonna put the goggles on, I can see you still and everything, and you can see my eyes, but I'm adding a layer of screens and stuff in between us that only I can see in the goggles. Correct. Got Unless it. like we had a shared experience, I don't know what that looks like. And you can see like, inside my goggles too. No, I would be able to- I'd be able to see you with like, let's say we're playing tennis. Oh, I right? see, I, I see, see. like Wii Tennis version, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, it's interesting that they, they've wrapped it, they being Apple in like productivity. Right. And like collaboration. Right. When productivity and collaboration would think it's like a social thing. Mm -hmm. It's like being able to do work with others easier. Right. Whereas I do think that the misuse and abuse of this will come from the person who does everything by themselves now. Right, instead. yeah, yeah. It's gonna continue to isolate now. Not to not to throw us off course, but I just got an email from our from our dog park. <laughs> See, this this literally is an email protecting Moose. Essentially, Moose wherever we go gets mounted. He has been neutered since he was eight months old, and like I don't know what it is. He's not a hump. He, he well, it could be dogs are behind humans in their uh, no means no uh, quest. And, and Moose is so submissive and chill that he just like, just gets humped. Right. And so sometimes when we go to a dog park and even though there's the referees who go around and like- Can you say that one more time? The referees. Right, right, right. R-U-F-F. Two Fs. Referees, Got yes. It. The referees are there to, you know, like supervise. Right. Moose gets humped sometimes and sometimes it'll be like one dog specifically. Every time we go, they gets fixated on Moose and is just fucking in love with him. But like, have you and seen obsessed, Moose? I know, Moose is it. I, He's fucking like, normal. Does he have like a special smelly special butt? Special pheromones? Yeah. Yeah, you got them special fairies. Yeah, and they're always like, they're always like, did he just get his anal glands squeezed? Like, you know, when you get to squeeze the juices out, it's gross. Did you want to talk about anything else? <laughs> no, anyway. I'm shocked so, that you didn't wait to bring this up until I was eating a steak. We literally got, they literally sent an email out to all the members saying that, it is primarily a guest responsibility to intervene if their dog is mounting or attempting to mount another dog. It's extremely important that guests are managing their dog's mounting behavior so the referees can focus on preventing the less easily avoidable misunderstandings between dogs. Should a guest ignore their dog's mounting behavior in the case of any guest attention efforts towards towards preventing their dog's excessive mounting he deemed insufficient, the staff reserves the right to ask guests to leave the park with their dog and take the rest of the day off from dog people. <laughs> this is literally, this is this is literally protecting Moose's butt. Oh my God. Wow. Moose, that was for you, XO, dog people. I mean, honestly, it's it's about time. It's about, it's about time. time, it's about time. Uh, well, sometimes I spend the whole time ripping someone's dog off of poor Bubbies because I mean, he just is go, so chill. It's, it's, it's a fuck yeah. fest. Yeah, it's, it's a fuck fest. It's a non-consensual fuck fest. Yeah, and sometimes I, it'll be I like- I will say though, I say that, but Moose doesn't seem to mind. He doesn't seem to mind. Yeah. But I'm sure that he would rather, like if he had the choice between like getting humped or not getting humped. Have you talked to him about it? I mean, he just seems a little happier when he's not getting home. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. I just, I, I don't But he doesn't assume. seem overly bothered. I don't think we should I'm assume, saying. that's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, yeah, so uh, that's my that's my wrap up on, on, okay, okay, here's the other question then. Will the, do you think that the number, that percentage of dudes who's electing to be single, mm -hmm. do you think that same upward trajectory will happen for women as well? Mm, no, I don't think so. Why? I don't think so. I think that, I mean, in my personal experience, it seems that women 
and maybe this, again, this is just like the friends around me and the people that no, 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 I, I need you to speak for all of them. I know I, I get so nervous that I make a statement that I don't want it to be a blanket statement, but I think that it seems as if the women that I know are looking for a partner. And you know what? Like, so I mean, what I'm hearing is Lord DIY believes all women need a partner in order to go through life. No. Okay, got it. Okay, I'm, so I'm just. <laughs> my palm just funny. My palm just funny. I'm asking funny. You, I'm, we're asking your opinion. No, but I think that I think a lot of women enjoy having a partner. And what I am seeing, though, again, nothing on TikTok, where <laughs> some women are even just like buying a house with their best friend right. because they've given up on men and finding like a romantic partner, and they're like, "Well, fuck, I'm just going to start my life and invest in a property with a best friend that like I've been friends with for ten years." Right. And you know, I, I guess you're not t- taking on any more risk than you would be if you bought a house with a, a romantic partner. You know, it's all business. It's all day. yeah, it's all business and can be split up however you want if things go awry. Yeah. But a lot of women are looking for, I think, a partner. Yeah, I mean, the 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 salesman in me always like goes back to when I was selling people something new. Mm-hmm. When I was selling a woman, they wanted to know that they were making the right decision, mm-hmm. that the decision made sense. And that when I was selling dudes, they wanted to make the decision that made them feel right. Right. And yeah, that makes sense. I think that 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 trickles down into so many other yeah uh, caveman level type instincts. Totally. We have. Totally. Yeah. I don't know. That's the only thing. Like, it's the first time that I've seen like tech that I'm like a little nervous. No, for sure. What the? Because and of course AI plays a big role. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. like I just see the goggles or the vision or the glasses mm-hmm. being a like like end user consumer facing. Mm-hmm product and use case that could make it arrive versus like, oh, there is an app that might change the way that we interact with things on our phone. Like, sure, that, that'll that happen. Right. To me, this is just like a, in the real world today, like product that will start to make people build up their social lives farther apart from yeah, other physical, yeah. like from people other physically. Actually physically, yeah. yeah, exactly. And not to say that there's not gonna be incredible stuff. Like imagine you could practice surgeries in the, these goggles, like shit like that. Like technology totally. obviously is so sick and also, so incredible, like in so many ways, but. The amount of um, doctors who are in Hong Kong, who are the world's most uh, like biggest specialist, specialist or whatever, yeah. who can have a bird's eye view of mm-hmm. a doctor who's good, but not mm. as good as the other person, mm. but like, it just is not like logistically possible yeah. for that doctor to be there that day right. and to be able to kind of like have that adjacency. Yeah. Um, we don't even know how like impactful right. it'll be. Right, right, right. So yeah. pros and cons, um, feels a little Black Mary to me. And overall, I am not willing to sacrifice my face full of makeup to smush goggles on my face to take on and off. So realistically, it's pro- I'm probably not the it's end no consumer. For you. It's a no for me dog. Yeah, but it's what no if you scroll multiple TikToks at the same time? That's too much, it's overstimulating. You say that now. I think our kids in the future are going to be like, we thought like multitasking was a thing and they'll yeah. be like, oh, I'm in the physical world, the virtual world of this world. I've got right. my clone doing yeah. this, my AI assistant yeah. person. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. too much. I actually had a conversation with my manager today because there's an event tomorrow in um, far from us at like 4 p.m. And so like in peak LA traffic, what would, if there was no traffic would take you like 30 minutes will probably take me about 90 tomorrow. So right. I'm like, oh fuck, like I'm weighing, like, do I actually want to go? It's like kind of important. So I should go, but like, it's it's a it's a, a a time commitment in just like the actual travel and, and my manager like just send your AI just send your AI there just send yeah just little, send yeah and send Diggy so Diggy Diggy can you imagine like Diggy with like a a, go? a little a GoPro on his forehead that would be so like, hey guys can you hear me it'd be so it's me nice. speaking of nerds um my nerdy Instagram content the last couple of weeks has without question mm-hmm. earned me at at a minimum of one if not two new best friends 
I love that for you. My, Jeremy's currently blocked off my Instagram right now because I posted a whole bunch of um, wedding dress try on stuff. None of them, again, are the dressed, but overall, um, I we've decided that Jeremy's just gonna- um, I'm blocked. So you're not, blocked. I just find new friends. Yeah. Diggy, what is Dare this? You, where are you going? Where are you going? Do you want to come here? You go see your dad? Okay, come here. Yeah, yeah your favorite parent. Well, yeah. okay. <laughs> to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I posted some nerdy shit and my- Made a new friend. My new favorite thing is I'll post some nerdy shit mm -hmm. and it'll get however many, you know, views and like sarcastic responses. And then I'll get a half dozen. Hey, my fiance told me- <laughs> that she watches a podcast that I guess like you do and that you have some like tech questions, I, I'll probably be able to answer them. The way that Jeremy has made a new friend via this method and has not texted any of his like, uh, IRL I, I, I don't want to say, yeah, like IRL, like yeah, OG you friends know, What am back? I saying? Give me those goggles so me and my, my new boy. Your new yeah, yeah, friend yeah, can talk can about like, your nerdy shit. I'm not kidding. You posted that story being like, hey, if anyone knows how to, I was like, I, this is not a story for me. And I skipped right past it. Yeah. Listen, I'm trying to, um, I think actively shed followers mm -hmm. that okay. don't, that n don't know the real me. Right. Which is a lot of. Do you look so cute right now? It's out of control. Nerdy shit. <laughs> and I gotta be honest, I'm, I'm not looking back. <laughs> um, I want to make one more extra point on the, um, women looking for partners. I wonder if- I thought, I, thought, I thought you said it was women need a partner. They're not able to navigate life I on their own. I will literally slaughter you. I believe you. That, was, that was the quote. I will invoke violence on you. <laughs> I, I wonder if, because there's also like a big boost in smut um, consumption mm -hmm. of books and partners and romantic lovers. Like, I wonder if that also has to do with it because like it's gotten so popular and obviously like that creates a fantasy type of relationship. Yeah, I don't think so. You don't think it's the no. connection? I think, I think all of the dopamine stuff that's that requires minimal effort mm -hmm. is is the the leading factor for guys, like the convenience factor. Like okay. when you can get that dopamine hit from just like something that's super convenient, a couple clicks. I think it's very different than like, oh, I can't wait for this story to come out, or I can't wait for this author who's writing the, uh, a second part of a story that I already like. Mm -hmm. Then like you then have to go like listen to mm -hmm. or go read, right? But I'm just saying if, if women are consuming- I'm just covered in here. I know, me too. I'm just absolutely covered in defer. If women are consuming more stories about these like ideal fantasy relationships, like I wonder if it's- Oh, it's like, it's illuminating that they're men, men ain't shit. That one men ain't shit or that they do want a relationship or they deserve better, they want something else or just like overall like, inviting the idea of more relationships. I think the same could be said for every Disney show that we watch as a that's kid. That's true, yeah, like, that's true. Prince Charming somehow finds yeah. a way to literally defeat every bad guy, somehow lives in a castle, looks like his clothes just fell out of the dry cleaner every day. Like it, it's, we've we've been fed like the, the perfect the version tale. of like the heterosexual couple finding each other yeah. since I was born. Yeah, no, you're so right. Yeah. Um, I almost, entirely spoiled and revealed and leaked my wedding dress to Jeremy the other day. Um, caught it on camera too, live. I, I didn't even think about it. Okay, Jeremy, like no brain cells. We gotta run it back. Okay. We gotta run it back. Go ahead, go ahead. For context, when you, okay. Uh, gentlemen, nine of you, maybe 10 now, uh, step into my, my office real quick. When you're starting out dating someone who what I guess I can only like kind of compare it to, it'd be like you're driving to the grocery store 
And remember the 90s movies trailers? Where is They're, this going? Let me, let me get there. You know, like the <laughs> 90s movies trailers, like, like, there was always a narration. Yeah. Under, so it was like, you had the visuals, right? Like Morgan Freeman? Yeah. And it's like, in a world where? Yeah. Well, I don't really get the visuals. I just get me passively existing next to you. Mm -hmm. And you then narrate with a camera three inches away from your nose, mm -hmm. either a story that's going on right now or mm -hmm. one that we just went through or one that we're about to. Mm -hmm. And so like, I've gotten pretty good at just like, tuning that out. Right, 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 vlogging. But like when it comes to like our wedding and you're screaming into the mic three inches from your face in the room right next to me and it's like information that I should not hear. <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck do I get, I, I need to like, like abort out of this, like this room immediately. And sometimes I can't. And the amount of times it's been like, okay, so I went and like half it's like, I'm not supposed to hear this. Like, I'm like, I, I It's okay for you to hear it. No, I don't want to though. Okay. I want to be surprised. Okay. So for everyone who's still following, uh, Lauren, who's narrating your life via vlog, mm -hmm. is now narrating things that are supposed to be somewhat of a surprise to me. And I'm having to like yeet myself out of the house <laughs> at a given, you know, drop of a hat here just to like not <laughs> be spoiling surprise of things this far in advance. I will, okay, if I, I would, I would say you were entirely correct if I already had a dress, but right. I was, I was, I was describing. Mermaid, you want a mermaid dress? I was saying With that we train. should see Little Mermaid. With the train. Um, Thomas the train was there too? Thomas the train was there too, exactly. Um, I was explaining after trying on a variety of handful, a variety, a variety of dresses. A variety of handful? After trying on a variety of dresses, um, what I Full was looking for. Okay, so you, you've, you've landed on it. I've landed on it, yeah, yeah. And it's a mermaid with a train. It's a mermaid with a Thomas the train. Lauren! Well, it's a little mermaid. Thomas was there too? With Thomas the train. Well, speaking of um, Thomas, but not Thomas, Jake Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Lauren like jokingly invited Jake Thomas, her friend, who everyone else knows is Lizzie McGuire's little brother. McGuire, yeah. <laughs> who has become a fucking like uh, savant when it comes to like uh, film cameras. And so we, so you great. now have the best behind the scenes oh, no, footage I know. of these like, I know. like, how do you convince them to continue coming with you though? Oh no, I said, I was like, Jake, I will be sending you a calendar invite to my next wedding appointment because the photos were incredible and I need you to be there again to replicate what you did for the last appointment. He was a last minute addition and in the vlog- Those are always the best. In the vlog, I literally was like, and I also just want to acknowledge that yes, Matt McGuire is here and that is the most random thing that could possibly happen, but here we are. <laughs> Matt McGuire. This, uh, yeah, because everyone was like, that guy looks like Matt McGuire. You know what I mean? If they don't know him as Jake Thomas. Right. And um, so I had to just be super fun, just be like, yes, Matt McGuire is here today trying on body dresses with us. Um, so yeah, Jake was there and I, yeah, I, I feel good about the process and we're about to sun save the dates and it's all happening. What else do we do? What else do we do? What? We sent the deposit. Oh yeah, I put the down payment on the, the venue. What's it? Why is that sad? That's exciting. Because it was a big check. <laughs> it was exciting. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. And now like the deposit is non-refundable. So like now it's like actually happening. Ah, I've done this before. <laughs> and you still didn't get the money back. Right. Yeah. Right. So you've done this before. Right. But it, that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean we're getting married. Okay. Yes. But I still don't get the money back. <laughs> right, 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 right. But this one came out of your check. So like all good. Yeah, right. I'm not right. too worried about so it. I still will not get the refund if something were to happen. Right, right, right. Like for you. For me. Yeah. 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 But I'm excited. Save the dates. Uh, are going out soon? Are going out soon. Do you have all my friend's addresses? Yep. Great. I have collected all of them. Great. I love myself. that. It's That's good. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Listen, we are getting married. I did the proposal. Mm -hmm. You're doing the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is great. Honestly, like this, I, this is how, this is ideal. I, well, yeah. And you know, the, the decisions that are, I think important, I, honestly, the venue happening as quickly as it did, mm-hmm. insane. You think? Yes. Okay. Like, I don't know how to like, like one, everything's so expensive and everything's so difficult. And like everyone yeah. who's like planned a wedding and is planning a wedding, like mm-hmm. knows like prices are going up. Yeah. The availability goes quick. Availability goes quick, but also like all of the desirable things, all the things everybody wants, Yeah. everybody wants. Yeah. So it's like the fact that we found one that we both agreed on mm-hmm. loving. I also didn't even want us to tour anything that was out of our budget. Like I didn't, right. I didn't want to dangle a carrot in front of us that was going to be unattainable. So like I didn't because even want- Because we like carrots. But I love carrots. We love carrots. Dee loves carrots. Big carrot fan. Big carrot fan. And yeah. so I didn't even want to see anything that was out of the budget. So right. like a few that are so stunning and probably because they are on the more expensive side- Not better are, than what we got. Not better. Not Ours better. is the best. Uh, oh, obviously this the is, best. This is the favorite. The this best. is my favorite wedding venue that I've ever had. It's also- that's so nice. Yeah, but hands down. It's also so funny because like we're just in LA, how many things have been filmed at the wedding venue? Right. So there was like a girl from Vanderpump Rules in like 2014 or something that got married there. Uh, Escape the Night season four or something, filmed a couple scenes there. A movie say, with Brad Pitt was filmed there. Really? Yeah. Is Brad coming by the way? Um, I don't know, is he on your side of the invite list? Yeah, yeah. it'll be on okay. mine, yeah. I think Babylon is maybe still on there. Got it. Uh, I will say New Girl, I believe it was um, Schmidt and Cece's wedding, mm-hmm. was filmed <gasps> at my last venue. Oh, wow, that's yeah, pretty fun. I think. That's fun. I think, I think. So that was, that's a big, that's a big plus. We don't have that, but, but that's we okay. do have Brad Pitt. We do have Brad Pitt. And you're to look great in the Little Mermaid outfit. My Little Mermaid outfit. Yeah, with yeah. Thomas the Train. And my seashell boobies. Seashell boobies? Imagine. I can't wait to helicopter in. Anyway, uh, <laughs> are you excited? I'm so excited. And and then like you're doing what more dress stuff? I'm doing more dress stuff. My parents are coming to visit in a few weeks. So that's when I'm having my last hopefully and final appointment of dress shopping to work on something custom. Yep. And yeah, I'm so excited. I'd be so nervous about that. I'm nervous, but I feel well prepped. I feel like I've done my homework. Okay. And I feel, I feel like I'm at the point where I've, I, if I were to keep trying on more dresses, I would like lose myself and Diminishing get even, returns. yeah, exactly. I would get so confused and like too far into it, but I feel like I'm at the exact moment right now where I've tried on the perfect amount of variety. Okay. And I feel good. I can't wait. Um, we also have the hotline. The hotline is open and the hotline is thriving. What is I the feel hotline? like the Wild Zone hotline, I feel like is, is doing great. But what is the hotline? The hotline is the hotline that you can submit your audio. What's the email address, damn it? Oh, oh fuck, I have no idea. Okay, the email address has got to come up on screen. And if you're listening to this, it's Shoshana. WT9hotline at gmail.com. And is that the number or is it spelled out nine? That is the number. So it is WT number nine yes. hotline at gmail.com. Big budget. But so yeah, now that we've, now that people I feel like have figured out the hotline, the hotline has been thriving. Yeah. And so we've been, we've been stacking up um, the best of the best to take hotline calls. I often feel like when we have guests here, we're leaving the hotline. Diggo. Bye Diggo, Diggo, where go? Where we go? I feel like we're leaving the hotline high and dry. No, I know. I, I, I do feel bad for the hotline, but I think we've got the opportunity now to open up the hotline. Let's do it. And they'll probably open the door for Diggy. All right, caller number one. Hi, Lauren, TSJ, and Latvia. First <laughs> and Latvia. Off, I just want to say thank you to you both. 
um, for the three years of podcasts that you've given us. From Sagu to your heartbreaking DUI story, Jeremy, honestly, you guys are the highlight of my week. Um, and it, I, love, I love your podcast. Um, unfortunately, what I have to ask you about is not so much for highlight. That's okay. Um, my girlfriend and I have been dating for 10 months now. And it's been incredible. We've liked each other for coming up on five years. Mm. And it's been like one of those slow burn enemies and friends to lovers um, from TV. Um, But we're headed off to university soon. And I want us to both have the chance to branch out and to be fully present where we are. We're going to schools on opposite sides of the country. Oh, no. And I'm definitely one of those people that needs somebody to be there in person. I really struggle. I'm not very good at texting and like digital side of things. Um, and so I want us to both, I want to be able to end on good terms before we get hurt or things go wrong. Um, but this is our first, like this is my first relationship. Um, and you know, there's a lot of history and a lot of friendship and I want it to end on good terms. Um, but I guess I'd really love your advice on breakups and like straight down to nitty gritty details of locations, timings, like how much time, uh, wording, honestly, anything that you can, um, kind of provide tips on would be incredible. Um, because I'm really nervous and she means a lot to me, but it's also important to me. And I know it's the right decision. Um, this is also a tangent, but uh, Lauren, have you ever considered whether you have dyslexia, <laughs> the 3D imaging that you can imagine in your mind, as well as the kind of struggler, struggling to pronounce things and idioms? It's a common trait. I have dyslexia too. So I, when I hear you talking about it, I'm like, I think, I know, I sense a common spirit. Um, anyways, I'm sorry this is very long, but um, any advice for breakups would be absolutely incredible. Um, and thank you. <laughs> the way that that came out of left field. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is the new segment of the podcast. <laughs> Diagnosing Lauren. considered if I may have she dyslexia. Has, she's considering it now. now <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. Oh man. Woo. <laughs> that really threw me. That wasn't ready for that one. That was a curveball. <laughs> oh my god. So we'll we'll circle back so, on the dyslexia thing. Yeah, so we circle back on dyslexia because I I, I let's put a pin on that because I, I do want to circle back because I'm, I'm not ready to rule it out. No, me either, me either, <laughs> me either. Oh my god. Um. Okay. Whoa. So. <laughs> holy shit. Oh, I love the hotline. This is why, like, like that that wouldn't tran- translate well. Translate. It wouldn't it, like reading that in an email no. is just not the same as it would have sounded. But also, like an eloquent British girl asking you if you might be dyslexic, like that just doesn't hit the same over text. If if whenever <laughs> I need to like look inward, I could have her ask me the question in her accent. That would be ideal. Oh my god. 
oh, that was so funny. But oh, the second part. Got tears in my eyes. The first part was tough. That first part was really heartbreaking. When your voice started to break, I almost broke for you. Oh my God, no, that was so... The one thing that I do feel really good about is how confident in the decision that she feels. Like she, it seems like she really has a like a deep and like, like an in-depth understanding of like needing someone to be there physical, understanding that like she's ready to move on to the next chapter of her life. And unfortunately that, that doesn't include their partner, which is really sad and heartbreaking. But like, I think making the decision of whether that's what you want is like yeah. one of the hardest parts. And it sounds like that's already been like checked off the list. Well. I think it's like, and this is a perfect example of like easier said than done, mm. but it's like uh, in a world where even the, the breakup went poorly, which is what you're trying to avoid. Yeah. You're like the happiest people tend to be able to at least uh, compartmentalize and never regret something that used to bring you joy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a difficult thing with breakups. And obviously you want this to end up well, mm-hmm. but like, even in a world where it doesn't go perfectly and mm-hmm. it, we won't go as you think it is. And if it does, great, you know, there's the, the off chance of that. But it's like, it's brought you a lot of joy, even if you've only been together for, I think it was 10 months. 10 months. And they've known each other for five years and they mm-hmm. kind of like built up to this. Like, that's amazing. I think the biggest mistake, and you're, you're so much more mature than me and probably you at the time is knowing before you're even going to school mm-hmm. that you should not try and like- Make this happen. Make this work yeah. in- a new environment that you have no idea what it's going to be like to be in. Right, right. Uh, I certainly didn't have that maturity at 18. Oh my God, no, not me either. No, yeah. Me either. Um, what do you think? I mean, I think it's hard. I think coming in it from the perspective that like you love this person so much and are already putting so much thought into being mindful on how to execute this, I yeah. think is already putting you in a good place that the breakup is going to come from a place of, love. Yeah. I know that sounds like almost like ironic of a breakup coming from a place of love, but I mean, it, it really is because yeah. you want the best for both of you. And it's not to say that like, maybe your paths won't, you know, cross again, but just like right now, if it doesn't make sense. And at the end of the day, it's like, she's doing what's best for her and yeah. it's going to be hard and it's going to be so painful. And like, I think that there's no avoiding that. Like there's literally no way to Especially that's like one of the hardest breakups when there's nothing wrong. Like when no one did something wrong, because it's so much easier to be angry at someone and break up with them than to just be sad and break up with someone or like be heartbroken and break up with someone. Like that is the hands down hardest thing ever when nothing happened because it feels like you're hurting that person and they don't deserve it. Like that's that's like the core of like what has made me feel awful in the past when I break up with someone who hasn't done something wrong. Right. And that's just like the hardest, the hardest part. But I think just being entirely honest about- <laughs> It's nothing you did, it's who you are. Well, no, it, it, it sucks because it's like, a, it's not you, it's me and it's what I want. Like like at the core, like that's what it is, but it's so hard but, to- But it's also, it's less like, it's not you, it's me. It's also like, it's not you, it's who I wanna be. Or it's it's what I, it's, it's what I, I, I know I'm going to need, yeah. right? It's, it's even beyond that. It's yeah. like, it's not even a you or me thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it's situational. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, I think the other side that like is very easy to fall into and I've definitely, I fucked this up at least once is ending on such good terms, but also trying to continue some level of of uh, friendship or intimacy that uh, that then gets you in this habit of like sharing what you're doing once you get to that new place with somebody right. who, even though you're not together anymore. But if they were friends first, I don't know, the dynamic might be a little bit different. So I, w- I wouldn't say that that's off the table for her. No, like, when but I'm happens. saying like in a world where you meet somebody new. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, then, like the, the, then it's hard. The person yeah. you used to share everything yeah. with, yes. you have to choose to then. withhold that information from yeah. or yeah. 
share that with. Yeah. Knowing that both sides can lead you to, mm-hmm. I think, an even worse place than just calling it off and being like, uh, hey, like we need to kind of like set ground rules or mm-hmm. even just like, hey, d- do you want to know or do you not want to know or, or even just like having that conversation? Because mm-hmm. like I, I, the amount of times that I thought, oh, I thought we ended really cordially. We're still friends. We talk about everything else. Why wouldn't this still be fair game? But that person does not want to hear about that. No. It, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a very, very, but on the other side of it, oh, you didn't want me to not tell you? And I think it's a little bit of best of both worlds there. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never been someone who's able to be friends with exes afterwards. Like, and like share things yeah. like that. Like that's just personally never worked for me. Yeah. But okay, so she wants specifics though on timing, location, all the details, anything we can possibly give. So I think- I think it's a great time to wish you a happy pride month. <laughs> true, <laughs> yep. true. I think location wise though, somewhere where you are super comfortable and able to have conversations in private. So whether that be one of your houses that you're comfortable at, but someplace that you don't have any like, like outside influences in terms of like distractions or disruptions or like being in public, et cetera, like stuff like that. Like that sounds like a nightmare. So I think someone that you're entirely comfortable and I think timing wise, like that's tough because it's like, again, nothing's gone wrong and you love this person so much. So it's like, do you do it the day before you leave or you do do it ASAP so you're not wasting their time. But like, you're not wasting your time because you're having a good time and you're still in love. So it's like, it's hard. I I think being able to have a enough time after you've had the conversation right. to be able to get out any of the words or things that you wish you would remember to say yeah. before leaving yeah. is important. And not to say that like you want it to linger on, <clears throat> but unless you are the most composed, well thought out, uh, certainly better at, 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 at presenting information that both of us are combined, mm-hmm. you're going to wish... Like, you know, that shower thought the next day, at least yeah. for me, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck didn't I say that? Like, I thought about that so much. Like being able to share that before you're like in the new location, mm-hmm. I think is important. I think so too. I think yeah. also because she's had lots of time to think about this, like obviously her partner will have had zero time to think about it. Maybe, and maybe, maybe, maybe they're also considering, you know, wanting to break up before they leave. Right. But like, I think giving that person at least a month to have the option to have in-person closure as well too would be very gracious. That word is the thing I think we need to like figure out how to shift from a breakup to closure and like closing the chapter. Closing like the chapter, the Cause like right. if, if it feels like a breakup, hey, we just need to end this. It's yes, you are ending this, but more importantly, it's how do we create space and room mm-hmm. for the next chapter to mm-hmm. exist without hurting this one? Mm-hmm. And as far as- I think it takes time. What do you mean time? Like, I think that like, like when I think of chapters closing and maybe mine and maybe my chapters are just a little more messy sometimes, but I think about like, like for a chapter to feel, to feel like it has like tidy closure, I think sometimes does need time because like, just say this breakup happens and how it unfolds is that her partner is really, really upset. You know what I mean? Like it can take time for that person to maybe feel like the closure actually kind of comes around and closes the chapter. So I don't know, I think it's tough. I think also too, like we don't know the dynamics of like their friendship and if they'll wanna continue having any kind of friendship afterwards and still being a support system, especially if they're both going into, you know, super new atmospheres that they might, you know, need support through. So it's hard to say, but I think, I think giving the partner as much time to, process and be able to have, continue to have the conversation with the partner in person. I don't know, at least a month before they have to leave. A month seems a little bit long. I think like two or three weeks. Yeah, like two weeks would be great. 
Two weeks. I think longer than that. Like two weeks. I think if so much stuff is changing on top of breaking up, that's a lot to process all at once. But like, okay, I, I hard to say. Maybe, maybe, maybe you need longer than that. But I also think that it's important to remember that you cannot control or dictate the mm -hmm. way that the other person responds or grieves. Mm -hmm. You can control and dictate the way that you present the information. Yeah. And so, although it's very easy to get caught up in the what ifs of how someone responds to anything, mm -hmm. it is a much more efficient use of your time to figure out, okay, at the end of this conversation, what are the things I want to have said? Mm -hmm. How do I want to say them? Right. Which is pretty much everything you just like gave to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also making sure you don't do the thing that feels natural, which is try and say all the things that you want for them and how you're thinking about them and you're doing this in your, your you want- Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, don't, make sure, yeah, it's yeah. So, it's gotta be about you and not about them. Which is hard, because I feel like we're always like, and like, I don't want that for you either. And like, yeah. like allow no. them to be in control mm -hmm. of what they're agreed. willing to sacrifice for you. Agreed, agreed, Because like, I know I've fallen victim to that. I, I think we've all- Because that like, would piss me off. I'd be like, don't tell me what the fuck I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't tell me yeah. what I'm gonna don't be Don't tell me what I need. Don't with. tell me what's gonna make me happy. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And so I think almost like doing the, the uh, upfront of like, I'm gonna tell you selfishly where my head is at, what I'm thinking, mm -hmm. what I'm trying to, to make sure that you hear from me. Mm -hmm. And then I love to hear how, what, like what you're thinking to all that versus the, I'm going to be the bigger person and be more proactive ahead of this to right. like set us both up for success. Yeah. That that's not for go me personally. Well. And maybe that'll be great for somebody else. For us, mm -hmm. I know that that is like a, a one way ticket yeah, to like, make oh, me so mad. So you want to tell me yeah. how I'm going to be happy? Uh -huh. Okay. Uh -huh. Oh, and by the way, you're also breaking up with me? Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, we need follow ups. I know we need follow ups. Uh, but also, I, I agree with you. As far as like timing and location is concerned, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a time and a place for everything. Mm. And there's more importantly, uh, a bad time and a bad place for everything. And I do think that like making it somewhere where you know that you feel safe mm -hmm. so that you can say what you need to say, mm -hmm. but also understanding that they are going to need to be able to have a bathroom, <laughs> have a place to leave, have mm -hmm. like a, you know, their, their own exit strategy as well. So like mm -hmm. they feel like they're in control. I think actually if there's an option, like territory that feels safer for your partner rather than her would probably yeah. be also very nice. But also safe enough where that you feel yeah, like you can yeah, say yeah. what you need to say. Totally, totally. Yeah. But like you are not to make it like uh, an against each other thing, but like no. she's the one who's going to be like the, the partner who's getting broken up with, like yeah. she's the one who's getting a, an emotional Surprise. <laughs> right. And also like everyone's brain goes fight or flight. So it's like, totally. if you don't want them to fight, yeah, put them in a position where they're not going no to think that to like they're in a corner yeah. and they have to fight their way out of mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, congrats for having more like maturity, maturity at the age of whatever you are than I certainly did. So congrats for that. Uh, you got this. You will. So am I dyslexic? I don't think so. I think it's a potential on the laundry list of things that are ailments that you have or differently abled gifts. I, I think I wanna, I wanna Google the, the textbook definition of dyslexia because I don't have issues with letters and numbers jumbling. Mm -hmm. And to my understanding, that's what I thought it was. Comment below if you too think Lauren is dyslexic. I would just like to say there are some psychiatrists, psychologists on TikTok who we can reach out to, to come on the podcast and maybe diagnose Lauren. <laughs> I love this idea. Oh my God, that's hysterical. Yeah, we should for sure Dr. Mike, do that. where you at, buddy? I know, we should for sure do that. Okay, usually self-diagnosable symptoms include late talking, learning new words slowly, and a delay in learning to read. I, I'm a really, really good reader. I feel like that's like one of the first 
symptoms yeah. of dyslexia is like slow at learning how to read and being a slow reader and like not being able to read out loud. I'm a, I'm a pretty strong reader. Which I do want to say, I'm reading a new book right now that I feel as if every single person in the world has read except for me, which is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor uh, Jenkins Reid. And okay. I'm on chapter 12 so far. I thought this was a fucking smut book and I was about to get smut from seven different husbands. It's not. Everyone has sent photos of themselves sobbing. And so I'm curious to see how it ends. You thought you were gonna get smut from, from seven, seven different, different husbands. husbands. This is what I thought. Hose? Yeah. yeah. Husbands? Mm -hmm. okay. Husbands, exactly. And you didn't. And no, I think it's an emotional drama novel. Bummer. So anyways, I'm on chapter 12 now, but I'll, I'll give updates as I continue to read. Okay. Um, but yeah, the amount of people I posted on my story and the amount of people, the amount of people that replied saying it's like the best book they've ever read. It's their number one recommendation. But then on the flip side, because like literature, tasted literature is so all over the place. My mom said she couldn't finish it. Really? Yeah. But I also, I've read half a book from this author before um, called Malibu Rising and it was really, really slow and I couldn't get through it. Okay. So I'm curious to see if uh, this one is same. Okay. Anyways, I don't think I'm dyslexic, but thank you so much for the diagnosis and I will take it into consideration. In your next appointment, <laughs> with, next somebody. appointment with somebody. Okay, got it. <laughs> Car number two. Hi, Lauren and Fancy Jeremy. Hi. Um, I love you guys so much and I love the podcast so much and I just wanted your insight on this big life thing that I have going on. So um, basically I'm 23. I moved out of state to go to college when I was 18 didn't keep a lot of my high school friends. And then a year and a half ago, I moved back home full time after my mom passed away to take care of my 15 year old brother who I have full custody of. Okay. Basically, um, that's really sad and we're not gonna get too much into it because I don't wanna ruin the mood. But my question is I don't have a big social circle at home, but I want one and I also wanna go back into dating because I have FOMO from my friends that are dating, mm -hmm. but I don't know how to bring up this big life event and you know all of the pieces that follow it without it totally just ruining and obliterating the vibes of the date that I'm on because it is a really important aspect of my life. For sure. And I do, I have been on dates and I didn't tell the people that I'm on dates with that this is happening, but then it gets awkward and like date three or four, and they're asking like, if we do something casual, can you host at your place? Do you live in your hometown that you grew up in? Do you live close to your parents? Like those questions come up and I don't know how to answer. And I don't know how to like tell them uh, this thing without it like being too sad and like a big conversation, but I want it to be a little serious. And also it's a big thing that's happening in my life. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to go about this. If you guys have any ideas, any thoughts, I would really appreciate it. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Love her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, could, we could have used a diagnosis for Lauren, but we'll get back to that later. Yeah. If yeah, everyone yeah. wants to just give me a diagnosis yeah. alongside their question. Yeah. Um, it's like a one for one trade, you know? Yeah. And you could diagnose me too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh I, I personally, I would be in favor and I think that this will get easier the more you do it and the more yeah. that you go on dates and have first dates is finding a way to weave it in the conversation on the very first date and just being upfront about it. Yeah. Um, because I think at the end of the day, if that is something that makes someone not interested in continuing to hang out, whether it be our friends or a potential romantic partner, I think if that's something that they are not able to accept as a part of you, um, you know, hearing that it's such a big part of your life, obviously it's a, that's a huge, 
you know, thing that you've taken on. And it is part of who you are and everything in your life. If they're not able to accept that and be interested in, you know, not only supporting you with it and being potentially a part of it, you know, in maybe even if it's just in a small, you know, way, but it's, it's a huge part of you. And I think being upfront about that is, is important. You don't have leprosy period. Like Mm -hmm. your, your news to share Mm -hmm. is not something that when you share it, mm-hmm. now the person that you're sitting across from has to uh, run away from you mm-hmm. before they're infected, right? Like don't, 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 of course this is sad. You want to take it seriously and you you are trying to find a way to share it, but it's like, do not view this. As like a bomb. It's not like a, it's not like a time bomb not, that's going to blow up the, yeah. the vibes. I think also too, like if you're casual about it and you know, the exact way that you described it to us, I think is such a, great way that didn't make us uncomfortable. It's more just, you know, gave context to who you are. When I was dating after being engaged at 26, mm-hmm. it's it was only weird because I knew to myself, if I was 10 years older, half the guys would have already been engaged or married Divorced. or had a kid or whatever. Yeah. But for my age and you're 23, I was 26 at the time, it felt like a larger hill to climb. Me? No, when I was, oh. when I was coming oh, up being oh, engaged. Oh, I was like, I no. was like, hang on. It's like this math isn't mathing of right. our relationship. But <laughs> like, you know, like when you're like shooting the shit on your first date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the things that you can share at that time mm-hmm. are the least preconceived notions. Right. I think it's actually least, harder to bring it up on the third date than the harder. first date. Yeah. And now Agreed. I understand that like you're not going to know how to do this until you do it. Mm-hmm. But- you are stepping in and filling a void that some men are also going to see as a huge character, like positive. Yeah, I agree. There's very few guys out there who I think you sound like you're going to want to be spending your time with Mm -hmm. that would hear that piece of information not say anything about it, but actually judge you for it mm-hmm. and then stick around, right? Yeah. Like you you almost want these men <laughs> or the guys you're going on these dates with to show their true colors sooner than later. For sure. So Save you your time. Your yeah. time or theirs. Totally. And like your your little brother who you have full custody of at 15 is not a screaming two-year-old. I was just going to say that. I was like, I'm sure the 15-year-old brother, I mean, obviously I'm we sure don't know. I'm sure he does annoying things. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure. But you know, he's... He's a, he's a couple of years away from yeah. probably being able College. to do all those things that you're doing by himself. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're 23. It's an eight year difference. You know what it's like to be 15. He doesn't know what it's like to be 23, but it's like, even if he's an immature 15 year old, yep. and obviously he's probably gone through quite a lot of shit in the last couple of years with the obvious. I just think that you being able to be honest with the people that are coming in and out of your life mm. will only benefit everything you're trying to prioritize already. Agreed. I think in terms of, I think there's kind of a separate question in terms of making friends, but what I've seen and have heard from people, especially, and it's hard to say, you know, like if you're in a bigger city or if you're in more of like a rural, small, rural, whoa. Oh my God, am I dyslexic? Oh my God. I think maybe that's part of the problem. Uh, Depending on how big your town is or your city is, wherever you are, I've seen so many um, just like girl groups getting together of people who have, cause so many people relocate, you know, or move back home or people move around so much, like, especially in their twenties that there are 
always people looking for friends. So yep. I think between apps like Bumble BFF even, I know so many people who have made friends or even if it just introduces you to a new friend group yep. or gets you to try something new, I think is not a waste of time. Um, I've seen so many like walking groups of girls who just like pick an hour the, on an the, evening. The hot girl walk? Yeah, hot girl, hot girl walk groups. Okay, got it. Yeah, I've yeah. seen, or like, I've also seen like groups of specific hobbies that are like, we're doing paint night. Find your niche. Find your niche. Yeah, there's I mean, there's so many people that are also looking for friends that it's just finding the platforms and the spaces of where those people are also looking because yep. there are so many people that are also looking for friends. By the way, if you end up doing the dating app thing or are creating profiles almost as like the, the billboard for yourself, mm -hmm. you don't need to put down all these details on your profile. You don't feel like, don't feel the need to like- I don't think it needs to be on the, yeah, on the dating yeah, profile. I, I, I think there's a level of like uh, information that is as important for you to share yeah. and, and be uh, present earlier than later. Mm. But that doesn't mean you need the other person to know how to process that info adjacent to all the other options in the world that don't have that. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't think it's all that helpful. Mm -hmm. Like I, to me, the thought of going on a date with somebody if I was younger who was filling the role that you're fulfilling would not be scary, but I also don't think it would help make the decision as to whether or not I wanted to do that before going on the date. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's up to you whether or not you want to put that on your, on like the public facing thing yeah. everyone could judge. I don't think that it has to be on the public facing. I, I, yeah. I feel strongly it doesn't have to be on there. Okay. If you want to put it on there, go ahead. Yeah. It's yours. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I just, I don't think that you're um, giving your yourself and what you're doing enough like positive credit. Right. Uh, because I see a lot more of a, to me, signal of your character in the right bucket than I do the right. wrong bucket. Totally, no, me too. Like, I think that that's something to be so proud of. Like, yeah. And you know, don't treat it as if, and I'm sure that she doesn't treat it, but I, I understand that it could be a fear socially when you are adding that into the dynamic of meeting a new person. And I also think the other key important thing is when you do find the courage to share for the first time, allow the space of the conversation to let somebody else ask questions about it. Yeah. You don't You don't need to then uh, go on to prove what it is that you're doing and that you know what you've got it all figured out and that you're a great mom for this, this, this brother that's been, you know, in mm -hmm. your life. Like, I feel like there's so much pressure around, not only is this going on, but like, here's all the things that I'm like doing and having to talk about it. And like, maybe it's just simply surfacing the information and moving on, or maybe there are mm -hmm. some questions, but like, don't feel bad if they're asking you questions about this that mm -hmm. like are also on the edge of your comfort zone. Yeah. But again, I think it'll get easier the totally. more times. And also it, being able to say, yeah, I don't know how we're going to work on that. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that's like yet. Right. Like we're still figuring it out. Mm -hmm. All okay. Color number three. Hello, Lauren and fiance, Jeremy. First off, love the pod. I've been here since like literally day one of the pod. Let's go. But also because I have been watching Lauren since I was like 16 years old and I am 23 now. I just turned 23 this um, month. But um, yeah. Um, also Lauren, more screaming, not less screaming. Fuck them haters. Anyways. Um, um, uh. let's get into the story. Essentially, this is about a friend and her boyfriend. Mm. So I have this friend, let's call her Abigail. Um, we've been friends since seventh grade and we have been childhood friends. We've had our fizzle out moments here and there. Um, always gone back together and like, we're basically treated, treated like we're sisters. Um, our families love each other and everything. Like we're very involved. Um, and she's been with this boyfriend for about four years now. And the first couple of years that they were together, I didn't hear a whole lot about him. And also this friend had gone to the military for a short period of time. So I just didn't know much about him 
for a while, but now they're coming up on four years. And I found out um, this man has never um, taken her out to, like, celebrate her birthday. They never, like, celebrate Valentine's Day properly. Anytime they have day nights, it seems like he's always canceling. To the point that, like, they're always home and it feels more like my friend Abigail is, like, a mom to him versus, like, a girlfriend. And I hate to see that she gets treated this way and that she has been. And every time she comes to me about a complaint, I'm like, dump him, leave him. You should not be together with him. And then immediately she starts defending him. Or even if I don't go, like, that far as to say, like, dump him, I'm just like, Abigail, like, this is not okay. Like, you realize this is not okay, right? Like, you should not be treated like this. You deserve so much better. But um, she's just used to being treated like this, I guess, and thinks that this is a normal way to be treated. And I'm like, no. And she uses the excuse also that they've been in a long-term relationship and none of her friends who have been as long-term of in a relationship can relate to her and have shit to say. So, like, I've been in my relationship for a year and a half, but I don't have shit to say until I've been in my relationship for right. four years, essentially, is what um, she has told me. And then, uh, like, always goes to bat for him and says, oh, it's just childhood trauma. And, like, does not oh. like, this go to therapy. Tell oh. his ass to go to therapy or dump his ass. And for a while, she literally did consider it, but then she stays with him. And yeah. even yesterday, um, it was to a point where um, she was saying that he's hiding, like, finance-related stuff with her involving oh. their rent. And I – how how do I be a supportive friend? Because she literally told me it felt like I was attacking her boyfriend. How do I be a supportive friend and just – Keep my mouth shut about her boyfriend and not say, like, dump him and hit him with your car. Because that's where I'm at. That's where I've been at. But she doesn't want to hear it from me anymore. So do I just shut my mouth and just wait for the wedding to happen anyways and just let her make the decision when she needs to? How do I go about it? Because, like, she is a childhood friend of mine. I care about her. I so badly want to be the friend to beat it in her head. Like, no, this is not okay. You deserve so much better. How do I navigate this? Like, how? How? Please, give me all the advice. Please. Fucking shit. Oh, God. These are tough. I mean, listen, I think that... You hit him with your car. I think that you... Yeah. Next. We hit him with, we hit, we hit him with our car? Yeah. 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 Uh, these are hard. It, it's a Tesla. It what was Elon. Think? What do you think? I mean, I think that she has done everything that is kind of appropriate from a friend perspective to provide support and try and show her the light yeah. that she deserves better. But like the thing is, is that girls are gonna fucking do what they want to do in terms of like, like no girl is gonna leave their, especially their long term partner, until they're a hundred and ten percent ready. And even if they're a hundred percent, they might go back one more time. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's just so hard. Like the only person that can convince themselves to finally leave someone is themselves. And it's so hard. Like there's just no amount of like pro and con list of Venn diagram of bar chart that you can make that is going to make that person see the light. And it's just like, it's just a matter of time. So I think like the best thing that you can do is be supportive when she reaches out for help and, you know, remind her in a gentle way that there are so many people other, that there are other people out there that she deserves better, that this isn't normal. But while not also making her feel, I don't know, it's hard because like in my mind like you, you want to make her feel bad to the point that she's like, oh wait, I am being made to feel bad right now by my boyfriend who treats me like shit. And there are people who will not make me feel bad. Like obviously like that feels so simple when you're looking in from the outside, but it's just so impossible to convince someone if they're not fully on board. 
And I've been in this situation so many times. Yeah. This is definitely, I feel like a thing that women deal with more yeah. than men. Yeah. Historically, at least in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. And, and not to say that like, we, I don't have plenty of guy friends who I cannot stand their girlfriend, mm -hmm. but like we- I feel like guy friends just shut up. Guy friends shut up, but also we don't often hear about how, how poorly maybe they're being treated by their girlfriend as right. much as we see it and we go, yeah. Yikes. Yeah, like to the point where like, hey, did you want to talk about it? You don't? Nothing you want to talk about? Cool. <laughs> the difference between men and women cool. right there. Oh got my it. God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nothing to say. Everything's good. That's normal. Okay. Great. Yeah. Six, six, six. Uh, the thing that really does stand out to me is like the, you know enough or at least she shared with you about like the finances thing and like mm -hmm. hiding or, 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 or doing something on the rent thing. Yeah. That's like, to me, I mean, I'm kind of like a, a big, believer in like the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So if like you're hiding finances about something that like is shared too, it's not even like something that's like doesn't impact them right? as a couple or She's together. She's directly impacted. Right. It'd be one thing if like he's got his own thing that he's doing that that is separate from her, but if like it's rent mm -hmm. and they live together, it's like, mm -hmm. eh, that matters. you know, the uh, last thing you would, I, if I woke up one day and didn't realize that my credit score had been tanked because my partner didn't pay the rent mm -hmm. and just, I got, you know, four or five different like hits from different credit agencies, but that would be devastating. Mm -hmm. The thing that I think is important is that you don't, if you care about her and you care about your friendship, you don't make it so that it's so painfully obvious to your friend that you're such, uh, you're, you're in complete um, disapproval of her boyfriend that she stops sharing anything with you. Right, 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 right. Because once, once she shuts you out, then she feels like she doesn't have the support. Yeah, so I think finding a way for when she's telling you things that you certainly like your red flag mm -hmm. uh, meter is going off, finding a way to try and dig at like getting her to tell you more how she feels about that right. is way more effective than being like telling her what she already knows probably. Mm -hmm. Like, cause even if she's, got excuses for it. She's got excuses for it because she's going to, she's trying to protect the version of it that isn't as easy to like figure out. Mm -hmm. You've got to help lead her there and then sadly watch her make the decision she's going to make. Yeah, I think in the past, I can think of two like very, very relevant times in my life where I've been the friend that I feel like they came to every time there was an issue and we had the same conversations over and over and over and over again. But I think the most important parts of like that routine in my experience is one, keeping the line of communication open because I think a lot of the times girls are scared to leave their longtime boyfriend because they're comfortable, yeah. right? It's like, they're scared of leaving the routine and the comfort that they've created for four years. It's and like, the security in, yeah, in, I totally understand that. And what they already are no. familiar with. Yeah, exactly. And so I think like in the situations I've seen in the past is making sure that your friend knows that you are there for her no matter what happens. And if she does decide to leave, like you're there as a friend to help comfort her, to help like get her through whatever is going to be the scary part that might happen afterwards. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like to make the leap is very, very scary for her to potentially even inch towards breaking up with that partner. Right. But I think the comfort of knowing that they have a friend who is waiting to like catch them on the other side makes it easier and makes the idea more feasible every single time there's another red flag that piles up on top. And listen, it may never happen. The day may, may never come where they like, okay, that's it. Finally, I'm done. I'm like rinsing my hands of 
with this. You know what I mean? Like that day may never come and that's gonna fucking suck. And you're gonna have to hear about it over and over and over again, maybe for the rest of your life. And you know, that might just have to be something that you have to put up with and you put a smile on and let them know that you support them through whatever they need and are there to help. But hopefully, you know, I think that you're doing everything you can and it's not a reflection on how good of a friend that you are, whether they're leaving or not. It, it is all internal in terms of that person making the final decision of whether or not they are ready to leave. Yeah. And nothing will convince them otherwise. You are not in control no. over whether or not they see the light. You are in control of whether- As or frustrating it is because yeah. it's like, oh my God, oh my God. If only everyone could just be like us, you know? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's, I mean, it's so much easier to like look at somebody else's problem and be like, oh, let me dissect yeah, yours. Exactly, exactly. But it's just, it's just so difficult to like, like remember and maturely uh, put into words the fact that like you aren't in control of their actions. You're only in control of how you present the information. Mm -hmm. And then you just have to just shut up and just watch shit unfold. <sighs> Sounds like you're a good friend, though. Good yeah. for you. No, you're a great yeah, friend. Good the for fact you. that you're calling in to talk about somebody else's yeah, problems right, 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 right. Is, <laughs> is, is phenomenal. A plus. I want more of you in my life. Hi, my name is Jocelyn. I'm from Houston, Texas. And I just wanted to tell you all about a little story. So, you know that meme that was going around, like what happens if you crash your car listening to music? I think even on like one of y'all's earliest episodes, you even said like, oh, imagine if that happened to someone listening to our podcast. <laughs> well, I did it. <laughs> oh. Basically, I hydroplane during a tornado warning and hit a guardrail, then flipped over the side of the guardrail. The car filled up with water. I thought I was going to die, basically. But eventually, I was able to get out and people stopped to help me. So I made it out and was completely okay. Well, physically <laughs> traumatized, but it's okay. Besides obviously being pretty sore and in pain. Um, but all this to say that I did it. And I guess luckily for me, since my phone went underwater, the podcast shut off. Phone works though somehow. But how awkward that ha would that have been? Because the episode I was listening to, y'all, I can't make this up. It was the most dangerous sex position. <laughs> right, right. Of course. We were talking about yep. broken dicks and everything. Jaws of life, broken penis. But yeah. Oh that was God. a dodged a bullet, I guess, but not the guardrail, unfortunately. <laughs> Anyways, love y'all. <laughs> Nothing like going underwater in an upside down car over a guardrail to the sounds of our voices talking about, oh my God, is this a video? Shut the fuck up right now. Oh my God, if you were on the audio version, this is most likely worth coming over to video just to see the video that accompanies this. About uh, Black Creek, 326, uh, like really isolated right there, like it may have crossed. Oh! oh. My God, our voice talking about how reverse cowgirl snaps dicks, car upside down. <laughs> Why are you driving a tornado warning? No, tornado warnings I feel like are very common in Texas. Tornado watches, not warnings. Is there a difference? Shoshani, you got that right? Yeah, I'm looking into it. Okay, uh, yeah. There's, there's a, difference. a difference between a watch, watch and a warning? Watch. Both both seem very precautionary. Precautionary. Watch means watch. The, the because there might be the, one. The environment and the conditions tend to be similar to the type that then breed tornadoes. Whereas mm -hmm. tornado warning is a tornado has touched down in your oh, area. Warning. Yeah. Oh, there's contact. Yeah. Watch is like watch out for them. Warning Ew. is there's one there. So the tornado warning means there was a tornado. It seems. Frequent though, how, can can we get a Google on how many tornadoes happen in Texas yeah. a year? 
I feel like it's gonna be a lot. What, what, how many do you think? I think over 50. Okay, no, probably over 50, yeah. Yeah. 132. Yeah. That's fucking one third of the year. Right, but Texas is huge. Okay, but I'm just saying that I feel as if we should not be judging her for driving in a tornado warning. Listen, she's listening to us. I can't judge Oh, I see. Okay, so watch, be prepared. A tornado is possible. Stay alert. A tornado warning. Take action. A tornado is happening or about to happen. Yeah. Wow. You didn't, is that an American thing? Is that not the same in Canada? Well, I don't have, we don't, we didn't have tornadoes in St. Tornadoes don't exist in Canada? They, they do, I'm sure in the middle, but like we don't do, tornadoes don't, don't really- do the middle. We don't do tornadoes. Got it, okay. Um, <laughs> listen, I think that you're uh, just, if you could just leave out that you're listening to us, to your insurance in the event that that then somehow gets back to us, that'd be great. Yeah, that would be good. Um, be good. Yeah, yeah. Wow, thank you for the story time. I'm glad you are okay. okay. And that you didn't, I'm so sorry that you had trauma to the sound though of reverse cowgirl. That's gonna be like, a, that's like a, a, a cursed sex position now maybe as well too. Yeah, no. Maybe I, we stay away from tornadoes and also reverse cowgirl. Don't take all the fun out of my life. <laughs> uh, it was good to kick it with Latvia this week. It really was. Always is. Yeah, always, always is, always is. has, always will be. Um, Our next podcast is our first pregnant podcast. Ooh, you're right. Yeah. We're, we've, there we've, will be a fetus in the room. A, we've got an announcement for you. We're not pregnant, I think. I You're in your period right now, yes, so yeah. yeah exactly. We're not we're pregnant. We're not pregnant. Confirmed. Confirmed. Uh, keep the uh, but there WT9, will be four and a half of us next week. Keep the WT9 hotline flowing. Oh yeah, we love it. Keep it moving, keep we'll it going. We'll leave the, the instructions in the description box um, and also- Are you gonna remember to do that? What? Are you, are you gonna do that? Yeah, I'm gonna do it. WT9 with a number, hotline at gmail.com. At hotmail.com. <laughs> Actually, that would have been funny to make it the hotmail. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.